Hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, along with Victor. What's up, man? Ah, uh, not much, guys. I am super excited. One, because we got a cool new background. Yeah, yeah, look, check out that background. Yeah. Look, the projector, if you can't see it because of my head. There we go. Yeah, boom. Awesome. New, snazzy new background visuals. Yeah. Mixing it up this week. Oh, yeah. And we're actually, because we're watching movies right now, it's really cool because movies, 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 more movies, and tons more movies, as we all will talk about today. So, And best of all, Paul, are you excited? I think we're officially in summer movie season. Is it oh, safe yeah. to say? I don't know. I mean, I haven't seen anything really come out of the theater in the last week or so. But I mean, Guardians of the Galaxy was like the last... You had Mario Brothers and Guardians of the Galaxy. And, and Fast X last week. I know it's not, I I know it's that, not that your alley, count. but that it, doesn't count. Paul, that doesn't it's count. undeniable. <laughs> it brings in the box office. It yeah. brings in the box office, I right? Knew he, I knew he was not even beaten. Yeah, that's not a new movie. I know that's, he wasn't going to even acknowledge that's, that. That's a, <laughs> that's a movie that's been played ten times over. <laughs> I uh, knew he wasn't even going to acknowledge that. Yeah. <laughs> so if people are un, not used to seeing us live on Thursdays, for people t- tuning in live, you can tune in live every week on our new schedule every other thursday at uh 1 p.m some weeks it may be 3 p.m but i think we're going to try 1 p.m to start with here um yeah we're doing it at least for the summer here maybe a little into the fall Uh, we'll see how it goes going forward but every other thursday at 1 p.m you can tune in live on gfbs to search on your social medias facebook twitter twitch youtube uh rumble and you can join in the live chat we want to hear what you guys have to say with your live questions or comments we've got a cool contest giveaway here coming up here in a little bit that's what i I was just going to mention that. Uh, not not the giveaway, mm-hmm. but the fact that, yes, everybody, you can watch these shows or listen to them on demand whenever you want. Mm-hmm. But if you are watching live, mm. that's how you get free stuff. Yes. Watch live to get free stuff. <laughs> We've been doing a lot of cool that's giveaways the last couple of months. Stuff. Free movie passes uh, to the River Cinema, free dinner gift cards to like the spot. Yeah, we haven't done a dinner and a giveaway in yeah. a while. What, Should we do that too? Yeah. Yeah. All Heck right. Yeah. I totally and forgot I, about that. Yeah. And I hope that you guys actually, like, if they give you, like, we give you, like, all the answers. Because the last time we had done this, we had, like, give you, like, the easiest questions in the world. So hopefully you can, like, answer it like that. Because I know you guys are smarter than you appear to be. All right. So come on. I know you guys got this. Hey, right, got now at this. The, right now at the River Cinema, they got, uh, what is it? Uh, Enter the Dragon? Enter yes. the Dragon. Yeah, yeah. So Flashback get, movie of the week. Yeah. So get your gift certificate to the Shire. Go get some grub or yeah. a, a drink or something and go check out Enter the Dragon. And enjoy because right. it's so, going to be so, so cool. So should we just do like the contact us form uh, entry to see if people who are interested and we could pick an entry by the yeah, end of the episode? Sounds so, good to me. All right. All you got to do to be entered to win. And this will be also, this will be a multi-entry or I don't know, maybe we'll do it separately too. But if you want to win dinner and a movie passes uh, or just movie passes. No, it's dinner and a movie. Yeah, dinner so and a movie. Go to the contact page, say dinner and a movie, please. Mm-hmm. And then for the uh, other one that we'll give away that you're going to talk about, we'll say, I want those tickets. All right. So, yeah, go to gfbestsource.com. On the top of the website, you'll see a contact us link. Real easy. Give us your name, email address, uh, your, your information. Just say uh, dinner and a movie, please, in the, in the message information, and you'll be entered to win a free pair of passes to the River Cinema and a gift card to uh, the Shire Bar and Grill. And you'll hear more about them later on in the show, and we'll give a reminder later on. So, yeah, gfbestsource.com. Hit the contact us link. And in the message, I want dinner and a movie. There you go. All right. So, um, and I guess we should make sure to give a shout out to our first sponsor of the show. We're going to make sure to give some love here to Oh for Heaven's Cakes, where there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods, especially during the summertime. And that's where Oh for Heaven's Cakes come in. 
they have the best cupcakes for special occasions or just a treat. I know, Victor, you go there every week like I do. What's been a couple of your go-tos lately there? I did have some pumpkin muffins in stock for me right now. I will get them on Friday to let them all know. And believe me, there will be a treat that cannot be beat. Absolutely not. Oh, those things are so good. Yeah, a treat good. that can't be beat. Oh, Has anybody uh, taglined that? No, not yet, actually. So that oh. that's actually, it's been a long time since I've said it, but it, I, I love that phrase and it's so beautiful i know it's good i think it's been a while since you busted it out but you save it for the best yeah and it's it's truly guys like those things are so addicting they're like crack oh gosh they're so good we're we're opening a merchandise store so we could we could pump out some t-shirts that say that heck yeah there we go oh there you go remember guys that like i said there's new ideas every day here and not to say that you know oh heavens cakes makes us makes us say the greatest lines ever so So, thank you guys so yeah Oh, for cakes are in the Grand Cities Mall in the North Backside. Open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. Give them a call, 701-757-CAKE. That's 701-757-2253. Or, or email, oh4heavenscakes at yahoo.com. Mm. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's oh, for Heaven's cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. All right. So... Ooh. Our got a couple opening discussion uh, topics going on in the Hollywood world here. So just figured, see what you guys think here. I know Victor, you got me one. I'm going to touch on in a little bit here, mm-hmm. but I got I found two of them here. Um, and this is I guess they announced earlier this year, but they gave an official launch date that uh, Showtime uh, they're going to be merging their streaming content with I know you, on some streaming apps like I think YouTube and Hulu, you have the option of buying like the Showtime premium content as an add-on, yeah, at, for like an extra like ten, fifteen bucks a month. But now they're officially they got a deal with Paramount Plus that their library will be merging all together with no extra charge with Paramount Plus starting June twenty seventh. Can we get a can we get a crowd clap for that? Yes. Yeah. Extra that's, stuff that's, instead of rates going up. Well, who knows? They'll probably go up in a year or so. But, but I mean, and, that's a that's a power move by Paramount yeah. because everybody keeps charging more and more for each additional yeah. thing that they put on there, and they are doing yeah. the reverse of it. Yeah, that's going to drive so many more people to their platform. I, I mean, that's that's a brilliant move. Not not part. to mention on Showtime's part because they literally are not going to charge you, and because they've teamed up with Paramount, Showtime, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, is a good like place you can look up all the shows you want to i mean they're like another hbo yeah and they're so good like you can get your bang for your buck with those guys it was when i was growing up it was always hbo yeah and showtime yep same with me and showtime it was always kind of like more adult content yeah what i was thinking like you know back in the 80s and 90s squiggly line channel it would be it would be super hilarious if hbo max took on showtime Oh, yeah. Like, like all of a sudden you're watching Showtime stuff on HBO Max. I, I like my, I would just like probably implode. I would, I would <laughs> well, be, I say, I'd be like, oh wow, Showtime and HBO. When yeah, is this who, who, who owns which? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's that's Did quite, they really crossover day. That's a good, that's a good power move. And you know, we're talking about you know Disney merging ESPN, Hulu last week, and now here we go, Paramount stepping up to compete. Also, so that that'll be going on June 27th. Got one quote from their PR saying, "Quote: Showtime is being fully." integrated into Paramount Plus on or around June 27th, meaning your subscription will include even more hit movies and shows under one service officially titled Paramount Plus with Showtime. So, there you go. Heck yeah. That's 
I, yeah, like, yeah. Like, like, I'm, yeah. I think that that's fantastic. Same here. I give him a lot of props. You know, I thought the streaming wars were going to be like, eh, but you know what? Yeah, I think they they gave me something I, I can apply. I think to, this is so. like our first time Thank in many you. many months or weeks we actually have good news for streaming <laughs> exactly. services. Yes, good news. All right, uh, next news item here. I got Brad Schwartz. I know we kind of touched on it a couple times before. And I imagine Victor, you probably are up to speed on this too. Yes. Uh, and if the but, Schwartz be with you, Brad. Yes. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're. <laughs> Schwartz back, bro. We're not talking about Spaceballs, unfortunately. I wish I was. Give me my Schwartz back, bro. But he's, I see your Schwartz, your Schwartz yeah. is bigger than mine. But Mr. Schwartz, he's the new entertainment president at the CW, and he was interviewed about the new fall schedule, and he has yet to announce if Gotham, the last remaining CW DC shows, Gotham Knights and Superman and Lois, if they will be renewed for the new fall seasons. They're the last two shows. They call this in the TV business lingo, quote, on the bubble, meaning they're still up for debate if they're going to be renewed or not. Victor, you got any insight or Paul about what's going on with these shows? Or? I, I know Superman and Lois, it's 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 a good show, and I, I really hope they don't stop making any more episodes because I know that they're really on a high note with that, and it's really, really good. It's very dark, too. And um, I really but, wanted to see. I think I saw like one or two episodes when yeah, they were crossing yeah. over. And yeah, so I, I saw a couple of uh, episodes of that Superman and Lois, and I, I would like to continue with it because mm. it, it was good. I mean, yeah. the special effects were really, really good. I like yeah. the actor they got for Superman. No, yeah. but that's, that's the thing that I didn't like oh, about didn't like the him. show. Oh, is that I like don't him? like the guy that they picked to be Superman. I liked him. Oh. He was pretty good. I loved him in Teen Wolf, and honestly, I, I really liked him in Superman. I thought he was a very honest portrayal of the Man of Steel. He wasn't coming off like he was trying too hard or I was like... I mean, did, did it take t- you a while maybe to, 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 to take a little bit of a kind of a good... to adapt to him, to get used to him? Or? No, you know, because when Brendan Ralph did it, it was it was natural. But then when he came and did it, it was it was not forced. Like the two of... Because I saw two of them in an episode and this isn't like a spoiler alert, everyone. They were in an episode together and they, they were doing really good with each other. I mean, the past Superman met the future Superman. I thought, this is so, pretty cool. Cool, so. This is a this is a problem that I had with Henry Cavill mm-hmm. as well as this Superman, mm-hmm. and it's just my own personal opinion. By because Chris Chris Reeves was Superman. Oh me. yeah, like he was the best. Same. Um, but they keep getting these guys that are too short. Mm. Oh, because Superman, oh, if you yeah. ever, he's always you know he's like a, a should six be larger five, than yeah. life. He's like a six five guy. Yeah, and they keep getting these people that are shorter than me. Yeah, and I'm like I I can't look at Superman and and look down at his nose. Mm. That doesn't make sense to me. Right. Well, usually, and I'm six one. Well, because usually they had to because well, six. Well, because what six, was it? Uh, six one. What was it? Dean Cain when he when he did oh, yeah, it. Oh yeah, Dean uh, Cain. Yeah. When he did it uh, with uh, Lois and Clark, the New Adventures of Superman, Terry Hatcher always had to look up at him like this, or she had to stand on a box because they ever had to when they filmed, they had to take a plastic uh, uh, box and they had to be like, okay, well that's not gonna work. Let's put a wooden box in there. Okay, now we can <laughs> work well, because she was so short, dude. The other thing too is. Chris Reeves, what a lot of people oh, yeah, don't realize, yeah. what a lot of people don't realize is he didn't wear a muscle suit. No, he actually worked out. He did the work. He, he, did he the was, work. Yeah. He was just literally just a giant of a man. Oh yeah, you he know. Was, I mean, that, so that's why that's how I view Superman. Yeah, you know, Henry Cavill, he's got muscle. I don't know why he had to put on a muscle suit. Yeah, and you they know. they did the same within the boys when when the dude who played Homelander, he's like. He even commented when The Rock did it. He's like, I really wish I didn't have to put a muscle suit on. I wish we could have just done the work instead of just 
like half-assing it because the rock we saw him and he was just jacked he didn't have to do it he just was ripped from head to toe and i'm like why don't we just do that he's like well we just don't have time and i'm actually i I saw a video and i'm gonna disagree with that i saw a video and the rock skips leg day he skips leg day. Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know. I, I saw him get ripped for his legs, too. I mean, he, he does a little bit here and there, but, I mean, his legs, I just... Man, that, that guy's just so massive. I've seen his meal plans online before. Oh, oh my God. God. Yeah, you do not dude. want to know what his, he puts his nutritionist through to prepare meals for him. Well, but. I mean, heck, the dude goes on the road, like, every year, and he brings... Ladies and gentlemen, let me remind you, not only, like Dale said, his meal plan is insane, but the fact that he takes a gym literally everywhere with him. He has no no mirrors. It, it includes no mirrors. It is a huge truck that literally goes everywhere he goes. So whenever he goes, it goes with Portable. him. Oh, he can yeah. afford it. He can afford oh, yeah. it. <laughs> and, it's, and it's huge, dude. It's so cool. He could just work. He's like, oh, guys, I'll be back. I'm going to the gym. Literally just pops off the road, well, just, goes in there, and just jacked like no that before. just shows That just shows how dedicated he is to maintaining, like, you know, doing what he has to do oh, to keep yeah. up the rock image. But uh, we digress. We got one more news item to talk to him. Victor, I'm going to throw it to you on this one because you alerted me to this yesterday. Uh, unfortunate, untimely passing in the Hollywood yeah. world. Yeah, sorry, guys. I know this is a little sad news. But speaking of happy news, I mean, it's going to get a little sad here because I really really love this guy. Ray Stevenson not only uh, is a great actor but sadly he passed away this this year. Um, he was known for such great roles. He was in The Other Guys he was uh, in Thor and many of the Thor movies uh, and of course he was known as me and Dale's boy, The Punisher yeah. Punisher, Warzone. Punisher Warzone. Yeah. I think I know who, who this guy is. Mm. He's like a taller dark haired guy. And he was yeah, in Thor. Was, you said Thor right? Yes yep. and he was also in 300 even though he was he had a little bit of a small role, but not really. He was trying to hit on uh, Gerard Butler's character's wife, so that's how much of an evil man he was in that movie. So if you Wait, guys no, that's see not. I'll yeah, pull, I'll, he I'll pull up a photo that, call. That, the guy that was hit. Yeah, he was oh, hitting oh, on I, his I, wife. I was, yeah, I was, was thinking it. of the other. I was thinking of the Punisher that like punched through a guy's head. Oh, that's no, that different guy. No, that's him. That's him. That's him in Punisher Warzone. He punched yeah, through Punisher. a guy's head while he was doing coke. He literally snorted up, and then he looked down behind him, and then all you could see was just blood on his. And but that wasn't the guy that in, beat up some hardcore dudes with a rocket launcher. That wasn't the guy in Three Hundred, though. Yeah, that was him in Three Hundred. Ray Stevenson was in Three Hundred. The one that like tried to like rape. Um, yeah, whatever. Gerard Butler's wife. Yeah, that was him. No, it wasn't. That was him. Paul's he's, in denial. No. That was him. You can no. look it up. He's in that movie. Oh, he's man. in that movie, but that's not the that's that, not the character he played in that movie. He was. He's he, he was right, trying. I'm, to I'm hit, looking it up. Paul. He was Paul. trying to hit on his wife. I know. But, yeah, I've seen so, the movie so many times. Yeah, I guess a couple of good memories from Ray Stevenson, just to kind of pay tribute to his career. Uh, he. Yeah, Punisher Warzone. Yes. I loved it when he blew up those parkour dudes with a yeah. rocket launcher. I think it was a rocket launcher. Just yeah. out of midair, they yeah. show him doing a little parkour <laughs> yeah. scene. They're, they're doing a little montage. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, that movie's kind of high highs and low lows. It's not my favorite Punisher movie, but nope. he did a good job Dom- in the role. Dominic West is the guy that you're thinking of right there. Let me see. Victor is now Victor's fact-checking. Oh, okay. So he he was in the movie. Yeah, ladies he was and in the movie, but he, not the guy that you were thinking of. Yeah. So, uh, and uh, fun fact also, Dominic West, who also was not, it was in Three Hundred as well. He was also as Jigsaw in Punisher as well. So that's why uh, I got the two confused. So that's my bad. Yeah, Jig- that's right. Yeah, they had Jigsaw in that movie. Yeah, but yeah, love Ray Stevenson in in Punisher Warzone. I thought he was a great, great Frank Castle, great Punisher. I also love that they added 
uh, McKinty, which was the dreadlocked Irish-speaking uh, <laughs> dreadlocked parkour guy, because he he was a bastard of a character in the Punisher Max series, which was so cool. And I, I got this uh, just for a quick news item on uh, just kind of covering it. it you know, it, it, it was, he was just a couple days shy of turning 59, so he was actually 58 at the time of his death. He was on the Italian island of Isha, where he was shooting the movie Casino in Isha, and no further information about his death was released. Yeah. Uh, but I guess he still has some stuff he filmed posthumously but, uh, that'll be releasing posthumously for Ray Stevenson, besides, you know, whatever he shot for a Casino in Isha. Mm. Uh, Victor, you probably know a little bit more about this. You too, Paul, probably. Uh, the new Disney Plus Star Wars show, Ashoka, is that how it's pronounced? Ahsoka. Ahsoka, yep. okay. And he, yep. he was, he was, star, he was uh, cast to be in it, and he looked really cool in his outfit. Um, I was, when I saw this, I was like, like I said, guys, it's so sad because I, he was really such a good actor, and I loved everything he was in. I mean, even in, I, I remember seeing him actually, when he was in 300 and then his career kind of like he was such a great character actor but then when I saw him in Punisher Warzone like Dale said there was a lot of highs and lows of the movie but they really stuck to their guns uh, especially with the Punisher Max series with that movie and especially when they did the other guys I don't know if anyone knows this but he was so good in that movie he was serious but he was so funny and you could tell he wanted to crack up so bad <laughs> because the, the best line he had when he was arguing with Will Ferrell he's like there are three things about a woman that I love. You know, there's, of course, the, chi- uh, the dimples on her buttocks, where he's like, oh, the beautiful features. And, of course, the fear in a man's eyes and the fact that I will solve this case before any of you. And he was just so funny because he was so serious, but he was so funny with his lines. And everyone was so great in that movie. I just, oh, I loved him so much. He was I, so funny. I guess I do have one more Hollywood death that more known as a sports star, but he did go on to have a somewhat semi-successful Hollywood career for a few decades after playing his sports career. We're talking more about him on the sports show on GFBS Fork Sports Highway live tonight at 6:30. But uh, NFL Hall of Famer considered to be one of the best all all time in the NFL, Jim Brown. Oh ru- yeah, that's right. He did die too. Running back uh, for the Cleveland Browns. He was one of the best rushers in the league for many many years. Uh, never missed a game in his playing career for nine seasons. Uh, considered one of the all time best. But he and went on team to turn. A- Let's Kick up. the bucket too. Yeah, Tina oh, Turner. That's right. Yeah. Yes, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I just I heard about that this morning. I, I didn't have a chance to work it that. into my notes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. So yeah, Jim Brown. I I kind of liked him in a few things. He uh, I, he had a few. He was his last movie was Draft Day. How apropos is that? Right. I thought he was great in that. And any given Sunday, but also a ton of movies from the sixties, seventies, and eighties. His oh, biggest I, success from, oh, I from loved, the sixties. I still loved him in Mars Attacks. Even yeah, though every, Mars Attacks. Even mm. though that cost him Burton financial heartache, it was still such a great role for him because he was such a great tough guy. And then Paul, like you said, Tina Turner passed away too. Just I just found out about that this morning. Yeah. Uh, I oh, so Jim Brown, the, the guy that was in Mars Attacks, the, yeah. the football player. Yeah. He, oh, that sucks. He was a cool guy. Yeah. I know. I really liked him. It was really good. Yeah. He, he always has such a huge presence on screen too. And he was awesome. Yeah. Know, Mars Attacks. I, I loved. I loved, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it when he was boxing yeah. the guy and he broke. He finally <laughs> broke the little glass shield. <laughs> yeah. I love when he took off his arm. He's like, Hey, come on, man. Come on, little man. <laughs> Mars Attacks, totally underrated movie. Seriously. All, what, what an incredible cat. I don't know how he got every great actor in the world to do it, but, man, they were so cool. I love it. Yeah, I love so it. we sent our hearts, prayers, uh, thoughts, sympathies. Yeah, Jim Brown, Tina Turner. Tina Turner. Oh, man. What, what a pa- sad past few days for uh, passings in the Hollywood world. I can still remember the day when I, when I listened to Tina Turner. It was literally when I was a kid. I remember she did that show. And she did Proud Mary, and all I could see was just 
literally the Ricky Roller. And then after that, she just literally, bam, like she was in the sparkling dress. She was dancing her ass off, and she was just such a dynamo. And everybody just lost their freaking minds. I was like, dude, this woman knew how to rock a show and she still did it even in her like she wasn't even that old she was still rocking and rolling even i want to say she was in her i want to say she was in her late 60s not even not even late i thought maybe 60s. 70s but i i could be wrong for yeah. what or tina turner age when she um, oh she's in her 80s 80 oh wow. I, was about to say, I think she was like 86 wow okay yeah because yeah, i thought i thought she was a little like over 60 through 70 but then i was like she was still keeping it going even in her old age because she, she wasn't and her leg her legs went all the way up like literally because she was not that old she was literally astute like, observation paul, like literally because like paul said she was not like literally her she was had powerful legs she was up there dancing like nobody's business she was just known for her rocking body her legs and she was just her hair was just going all over the place she had the dress like it was just crazy guys uh oh, what a our, performer our hearts was. go out to tina turner and uh, what Jim a brown she was uh, you know, I guess you know since we're talking about uh, music, music uh, festivals, shows, uh, we do have our other giveaway here. We're gonna have a little, a uh, few words we're gonna play about, and then tell you how you can win tickets for it. So here's some uh, little ad we have for the Gone Country Midsummer Music Fest. The Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest is happening June 1st through June 3rd in Monaga, Minnesota. There's 14 hit country music acts playing over three days like Blackhawk, Colt Ford, Easton Corbett, and more. General admission, in addition to having on-site camping, will be available for RVs and tents. To find out more information about the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest and how to buy additional tickets, scan the on-screen QR code, check out their Facebook page or their website at MidsummerMusicFest.com. All right, and now here's how you can win a couple of those passes for the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest. A $300 value, two passes, covers all three days of the events. You just heard they had everyone there that will be playing. All you have to do is sometime between now and the end of today's show, go over to gfbestsource.com, hit the Contact Us link on the top of the website. You know, Give us your name, info there, email, all that good stuff. And in the message, say, I want those tickets and then at the end of the episode here, we'll go through our entries here. We'll randomly pick a winner. So, yeah, that's all you got to do. Easy way to win a $300 value for a pair of passes to the Midsummer Gun Country Music Fest, gfbestsource.com. Hit the Contact Us link, fill out that information. All right, so moving on. Our main featured review of the show. Hmm. Victor, did you get a chance to see it? I saw it last weekend. Fast I, X. I like I like Paul. And oh. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of this franchise. I did like the first and second one. The third one, let's get one thing straight, ladies and gentlemen. What? It, no. Lucas Black's awesome. They, no, they, they, they did not need to make they wasted so much that money. That movie has gained some so <laughs> no. much of a big cult following over the years. It that does, movie is so underappreciated because it, everyone it, wanted Walker and, and Vin Diesel. But yeah, but they only—they didn't even include them. They included them, and this isn't a spoiler. Vin Diesel got everyone. a nice cameo at the end. Yeah, it was—it wasn't even it had nothing to do with anyone in that movie. The only thing it, it talked about a kid who wasn't even in the entire franchise. Again, they a sprinkled them in in a couple of later Tokyo movies. Drift. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Drift. That yeah. was a Lucas waste Black. of no, money. Great stuff. I'm sorry. And it introduced Han. Come on, okay. Han got in the mix because of okay. Tokyo Drift. Han could have. Okay, Han could have just come in at any time in the movie. You added a country boy who was a 
troubled young man, mind you, came from a very poor background, then got in trouble, then started to be a racer. And the only thing that was cool about that movie, mind you, ladies and gentlemen, was the fact that they had a fall guy, so they were not allowed to drift in Hong Kong. It was illegal for them to do it. So they had a fall guy. He said, I'll spend a night in jail so you guys can keep filming. And I'm like, props. That's props. I, that's that's. I, I disagree, film. but I hear where you're coming from. I know that movie, the movie has a. It's very uh, you know very uh, di- very just uh, just divisive following. So I, I I really love it. I'm pro Tokyo Drift. So, but uh, that's uh, another topic for another day. We're talking about Fast X. So. I'll keep I'll keep this review short and sweet. I'm sorry. That was a waste of Hollywood movie. You can no. hey, like they said for Jennifer you Lopez. Knock, you can't knock it until you see it. So. I, I have, and I, I will say this like they said of oh, Jennifer Lopez. Oh, you're talking about Tokyo Drift. Yeah, oh. I, I say this as I've said for Jennifer Lopez. Hollywood, take that money and hire a better right. movie with it. All right, well, <laughs> we're here to talk about Fast X today. And yeah, 10th core entry of the film franchise, you know, if we're just discrediting Hobbs and Shaw, pretend it doesn't exist. That one I am not a fan of at all. But uh, I liked Idris Elba, at least he was the only one that made that besides, you know, Jason Statham. And oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, they always got a great dynamic. But here are the core, core synopsis is Don Toretto and his family are targeted by the vengeful son of the drug kingpin Hernan Reyes. So, you know, he was the main villain of Fast Five. So Fast Five, you know, they had the vault chase. They actually opened the movie with the vault chase from Fast Five, like a, an abbreviated version of it. And they sprinkle in the new villain of the movie, this the son of, uh, of uh, you know, Hernan Reyes, you know, played by Mr. Aquaman himself, uh, Jason Momoa. He's the new main villain. And so they sprinkle him into a couple of scenes into the vault chase. They kind of ret- retcon him in there. And they kind of have him kind of get chucked off the building into the water, goes into a coma, that whole thing, to work him into the new main villain for Fast X. X, and so he's out for payback vengeance all these years later so that's that's how he that's kind of like the main gist and uh uh and jason momoa his performance as this villain he is so over the top he, like yeah you, have you, to... you seen a few clips at least oh or? yeah and I, and I knew jason momoa is just he he loves cars and he loves this franchise so you can tell like he was gonna have non-stop fun with what, what do you mean he was over the top he he hams it up big time as a villain like he, he has like so much jewelry he's like blinged out really really to a whole new level and he has like so many diamonds and like weird jewelry, kind of like Namer in uh, in the second Black Panther. You know how he had a lot of you know mm. you know jewelry and 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 just whatever he was wearing. Jason Momoa is almost like that, but up to another notch and necklaces and all that. And and but he's always talking like super eccentric and like he's like almost has like a, a sarcastic tone to whenever he's yeah. talking. And then he'll just. Get real serious, and now I'm going to end you. <laughs> like, well, because well, I love I love his approach to what he did with this character. So he said, my costume designer had done this to where if I had met this guy, and a lot of great villains are like this, and I love what he said about it. He's like, what if I met the devil, and he was so nice to me. He was He was dressed very nicely. He came up to me, and he had a smile on his face. But then two seconds later, he's likely to shake my hand as he is to stab me so many yeah. times with a knife. And he's like, I'm going to do it that yeah, way. Yeah, at first, I'm like, this is too much. He's just, this is way, this is overkill. But then, you know, I was like, you know what? I can see what he did now. He owned it. He's like, yeah. no, if they want me to go this overboard, I'm just going to own it and just be like this throughout the whole movie. And by about the halfway point, I'm like, all right, I'm 
just like all the last several Fast and Furious movies, I'm just going along for the ride. Let's see what kind of crazy over-the-top special effects you could do with your, was it over a quarter of a billion dollar budget? Yeah, that's Holy how, crap. I think yeah. it was like 300 that's and some million. That's how much they spend yeah. on all these movies yeah. is a billion dollars. Yeah. And they shared no expense yeah. There's like anything. The early big showpiece uh, in the movie is a, a bunch of the crew, they go on a mission in, in Rome and oh, yeah. they, there's a lot of the stunts going on at the Vatican and like the Coliseum yeah. and like they're blowing everything up and yeah it's so many i'm the whole time like what are they going to do how are things going to keep getting more and more ridiculous and they they you know kind of like they had the the smart car hack scene from several movies back i think there's an homage to that and they got uh like just like the way the cars go down uh like they have a car driving down a dam at one point just because their dom's trying to outrun an explosion and he's driving down a dam why not uh so yeah just a couple of the those are just a couple of the many examples of the i like to call them how many yeah right moments can we get into your average fast x movie you know the jump the shark moments uh, as another uh analogy and i want to say there's about 20 of them um they got uh like they got the equivalent in this movie they introduced the equivalent of I would say, you know, foot soldiers from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or the putties from the Power Rangers. And those are fully armored agency SWAT team guys. And they're like, these guys shouldn't be, should not be pushovers, but they show and they are fully armed, fully body armored, full helmet, the, the works. And they just show the Fast X crew just routinely dismantling them. And they're just <laughs> holding their guns. And then they just, they're just waiting for them to disarm them and take them down like nothing. And, you know, some of them, you know, you got John Cena returning as Dom's brother. He, you know, he, okay, he could be believable in taking on these guys. But then you have, you know, uh, Jer- Jordana Brewster, you know, returning as Mia, completely unarmed with no weapon, taking out these guys like they're nothing. I'm like, yeah, that, that that's one of the yeah right moments. Uh, I was about to say, John Cena, if you've seen him, I mean, I don't think anyone... He's like the size right, of three of these yeah, guys. I, I, don't think, I don't think any person in their right mind would ever mess with him. Have you seen the size of that, man? He's just as big as Dwayne Johnson, and his arms are just as... They're, they're like legs. They're the size of, like, his calves. I'm like, God, man. Like, him and Dwayne Johnson, yeah, dude. There is an absurd number of these yeah right moments. So you get... Dom has his son kind of growing up now. He's like five, six, maybe seven. Oh, and so yeah. they get him involved a little bit on the on the yeah right moments with the son. I'm not even going to spoil it. I'm just like, okay, sure. Okay, movie. <laughs> you do this ridiculous car stunt with, with Dom and his kid. And uh, then, yeah, they just got, yeah, so many cargo plane, Dom's charger, just, yeah. So Momoa's entire performance. And, you know, I ended up loving it just because I was like, all right, let's roll with it. And uh, yeah, there's, I, I like to go to these movies. They're like guilty pleasures. I do not seriously love them. They're not going to be in like my top 10. This one is not going to be my top 10 movies of the year. But I liked going to it just for the sheer, all right, let me see some good larger-than-life special effects on the big screen like mm. it was meant to be. And, and that was a good way to see the showpiece. It has been on the long side. It's two hours, 20 minutes. They could have easily chopped like 20 minutes of this off. But uh, they, they they worked in like so many past characters, so many callback characters. You know, the fast movies is almost like the comic book movies. No one's really dead unless you see him shot in the head. <laughs> so they, they, and I'm not going to spoil who, but there, there may be maybe one or two familiar faces returning that you thought were written off for good in a while. But so I see you got Scott Eastwood as little nobody. Yep. That, so 
there's no relation to Clint Eastwood, yeah. is there? No, yep. yeah, that's, yep. his that's his son. Yep. Is it? Yep. That's yeah. his son. Yeah, yeah, he was uh, the side. Uh, he was a uh, kind of like the co-star introduced a couple fast movies ago to you know um, uh, Kurt Russell's character as the main yeah. agency lead. Uh, they just called him Mister Nobody. You you very you very rarely it's like a blink and you'll miss it. You'll see him, but he's kind of more a background. Yeah, guy. they give him a few lines, sprinkle him in. They they kind of rough him up as a haze him as a new character in the movie. Uh, but he's a little bit more featured in this movie. Uh, but yeah, they have a lot of characters returning in smaller roles. You know, Charlie Theron is awesome as Cipher. I thought she's great, but Charlie she's not... Theron's a badass. Yeah, she her. is a badass in here too. But she's like a more smaller, supportive role since she's not the main villain this time around. And they have other past characters returning. Too many to name. Too many to go through. I think a new one, uh, Alan Riches Richson. Is that how you pronounce it? Isn't he, wasn't he in like a big in a couple of TV shows recently as Ames? He's like a new kind of like heavy in this movie. He's a little. He, you know, and funny thing is, I yeah, he's he's a very big star in in his own right he not only played uh raphael in uh the new teenage Ninja turtles for michael bay um he also did uh what was it reacher uh, yeah reacher did, that's what I was he's been of, yeah. he's been doing a lot he's uh, really he made a really good debut i, I liked his performance in this mm, yeah he did he's Wait, he the did. guy that's in reacher is raphael yeah that's him you know i heard that he's from grand forks really yeah huh i yeah, I'm, I'm gonna look it up but while you're looking that I up a couple, what, what's his name not, again Alan Richardson? No, Alan, Alan Richson. Or Alan Richson. So. Yeah. It's, sorry, on, it's, I, it's I, on sorry. the bottom left of the cast list there. Sorry, I had the Richardson instead of Richards. Oh, no, it's all good. But, yeah, such a huge cast. And there are so many crazy just, like, enemy-friend relationships. So you, you get Letty and Cypher having a good, fun friend-and-foe duel off and on in the movie. And then you always have, you know... Uh, Ludacris's character, uh, was it Tej, and Tyrese's character, uh, Roman, they, they always have a fun, you know, yeah. love-hate, love-hate relationship. And I'll actually say, usually Tyrese has a lot of cringe lines, that, just corny one-liners, but he actually had one that literally had the whole theater a legit laugh moment. <laughs> he, he got a good line. So oh, props so, to Tyrese for getting one good line in this movie. So Alan Michael Richson, which, dude's a beast, by the way. He is a beast. Which is really funny that i don't know this guy because mm. he was born 1982 hmm. i was born in 1980 okay and he was born in wait for it grand forks north dakota oh my god oh my god Holy some love shit. we got Holy a new favorite i love shit. this guy now Jeez. all right showing grand forks success did he maybe you went to guys wow. went to the same high school then you know if you're I just guess, a couple yeah. years apart yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably, yeah. i probably ran into he, him and just yeah he was, was probably a couple of years behind me in, in school and i i probably ran into this guy a bunch of times i can't believe he's Heck, from yeah. grand forks north dakota. time to bust out that yearbook paul now Gosh. now granted that doesn't necessarily mean he lived here lived till yeah. i mean i, he, I can he, imagine he, he, yeah. could, he could have been born here yeah. like i was born in jamestown yeah. but I, I only lived there until i was like six months yeah. old same yeah, i was born in ohio but i lived here the yeah. rest of my life when i wasn't in ohio but, but who cares yeah it's, right. it's, he's, he's a grand forks guy grand forks all right you know an actor from grand forks we were just talking about this yesterday on intimidator polish about all this stuff that comes out of grand forks mm -hmm. all these uh soup like these big businesses mm -hmm. that people don't know about now you got a, a big actor i mean wow, heck yeah man. So, so, some love for the grand forks world all right so some mysterious I, I guess, timeline that they just come out of just I'll, like. I'll just wrap it up here for fast x um that there are just uh there there are so many things i could touch on but i'll just wrap it up with saying that uh, there is a god awful cliffhanger in this movie uh, that yeah it was known going into this movie that they said this was going to be like the the 
first of two uh, final Fast and Furious movies to wrap up the storyline. That's what they it's announced. Not. But then after the opening weekend, Vin Diesel said, no, this is the first of three movies. I so, knew it. I knew uh, they were never so going to stop. Vin Diesel's already <laughs> conflicting what the Universal is stating out there. So this is the, the first of the last three Fast and Furious movies, according to Vin Diesel. So... Uh, you know, according to him, Fast Twelve will be the last one. I think so. that, and and to mind you guys, they they had him because he did a, a promo for for this movie. Vin Diesel, it was only him and cars in the background of him when he's doing a promo for this movie. They said, "Well, this is the last of three. And I'm like, yeah. I knew immediately he was going to say that because I I'm imagine. Like, Do they have him say it on a teleprompter? Well, no. I knew. Here's so. here's the thing. I'm 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 guessing there was probably a opening day opening three-day threshold that meant for box office that if the dollar amount hits this much you're getting two movies to wrap it up with if it hits this much you're getting three movies to wrap it up with i imagine maybe that could have been hours after vin diesel getting that news and he's like guess what guys first of three movies you know <laughs> but, they're never uh, gonna stop this, uh, this is too much for universal and no. universal's gonna get big i really want money i really want to make sure to stress the how imperative it is that the cliffhanger that this movie ended on is just wretched it is atrocious this is it i haven't felt this bad since the end of an entertainment cliffhanger of a entertainment property since the end of halo 2 when that game first came out it's that bad the movie just literally stops like you know with the last two uh avengers movies uh, i think i was talking to paul about this earlier this week uh how you know with infinity war and endgame at least you know even though there was a cliffhanger at least uh infinity war had a sense of closure so you know it wasn't like you felt like you got gypped out of a bad ending here this has such a bad ending that the action just literally stops and there's like pretty much like a it doesn't say to be continued but if you know that there's going to be more movies it's like well, that sucks. Now i got to wait two years for this to pick up from right where it left off. Uh, and it's kind of already getting slammed in Rotten Tomatoes, I'm guessing, because of it. The critics, 54%. Audience is a bit better, 86%. But, uh, yeah, got off whole cliffhanger aside. I really hated that cliffhanger of the ending. Uh, but, yeah, had a fun time just for was the it, dumb ridiculousness that the Fast and the Movies are. Was it like The Sopranos? Would it just, like... Cut stuff like almost pretty much yeah pretty much yeah but uh yeah <laughs> deadwood yeah but. yeah exactly wait i was not like the surprise of deadwood when it just cuts the and it just cuts the black <laughs> but yeah so that's uh so that's that on fast x i, I recommend seeing it in the theaters at least if you're into like getting the most bang for your buck as far as special effects I'm and su- just taking in the theater experience. i'm so surprised that michael bay did not have anything to do but with this franchise i advise with caution i advise with caution but uh but yeah there you go um yeah no it was directed by lewis Leterrier, Leterrier, uh, who did the Now You See Me, Incredible Hulk, and the Transporter movies. Yes. So that's the director for this one. But uh, Victor, I'm going to throw it to you um, for. I know you said you, couple, you had a couple of new Marvel news items, yeah. or just any other general Marvel DC there's, comic book stuff here. Yeah, there's just been a lot in the superhero community. We're like very a lot actually. There's so many I can't even tag them all, but uh, I'll, I will tag all these. Yeah, what are some of the highlights? Um, these ones. Uh, so like I said, guys, it's coming up so soon. Like Spider Verse is coming up so soon. It's coming out June second. Hey, we gotta give you props for your t-shirt. Oh the, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, I gotta stand up a little bit. I don't just know if to you, see there it. There we go. Yeah, nice Miles Morales. Are you talking uh, about the uh, the, the se- there's a sequel to the Enter the yep, Spider Verse movie? Yep. yep. Okay. This, and this is of course where and this isn't as well. This has happened in the comic books as well. So Peter Parker and another universe he got killed by the green goblin and so it was up to miles in the ultimate universe to take over where peter left off and there was because there was a spider huge spider man hole in new york city so after that he then took takes over and he does a very good job mind you uh and like peter he does the spider-man no more he tears his costume up but then he realizes he's got to be spider-man again like peter so
so he just does what Peter does and goes back and kicks more ass, and there's a lot more villains for him to take on, so I'm really excited for him to take on, of course, Spider-Man 2099 in this movie. Cause the animation yeah. quality oh, in yeah. the last one just it looks, it, it blew me away. It so looks so cool. It's oh. funny that you bring that up because when that came out, I think uh, Incredibles 2 mm. was the competition for it for yeah. best animation yeah. for the Oscars. Yeah. And this one got it. And yeah. Like, it, but that it was, earned it. Yeah. But, but, but here's the thing. So everything that year got nominated for uh, anything that had to do with, animated with, with, no, with somebody that was black in it because it was during the BLM riots and all oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. I remember So that. the Oscars, yep. like every single thing that won had to do with somebody that had a black actor. Yeah. Or, and so I was like biased against it because I was like, the only reason that they're giving it to it is because of yeah. this BLM yeah. movement that, that's going on. Yeah. But I watched it again and I was like, no, it deserved it. Yeah. That the animation in yeah. that movie yeah. it, it makes you feel like you are in a comic yeah. book. Yeah. It's a whole new level. It raises the stakes for. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised no other animated movies have haven't uh, kind of like borrowed from that animation style. Yeah, and I don't know do. if I, I I wouldn't want any other movies to have that animation style mm-hmm. because it's unique to yeah. itself. Yeah. Well, I'm not saying like direct one to one copy, but at least yeah. ha- be inspired by it for like a like a different like version of it. Well, yeah. and, I, and I think at that time because like Paul uh, said, I was against it as well. You and you, me, and Spike Lee both. So he, we all were kind of against it, and I thought, you know, they did such a good job on that movie um, just for the animation alone because it is, like Paul said, it's like you're literally in the comic book with them, and you're enjoying it just as every every scene, every cut. It's just amazing. Well, and, and then the thing is, I, I you know, you watch uh, The Incredibles too, and it's like the animation is fantastic. Yeah, I mean, the animation phenomenal. is better yeah. than in the Spider-Verse uh, movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's already been done. Yeah. The Spider-Verse was a new form yeah. of artwork. Yeah. That's why I would give it to it. Yeah. And b- to be fair, uh, and now I know a lot of people will probably crucify us in this, but they can't because let me tell you guys, the, like Paul said, this has been done before. Pixar has always come with their A-games with every movie they've ever done, whether it's the, you know, the Incredibles, whether it's Monsters Incorporated, even Elements, which is coming out. Uh, extremely very soon. Um, so they, they have already been hammering it out Oscars like nonstop. This was just another way for you know Sony to take over the animation domination at this point. And not only that, but they're doing it yet again with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is Seth Rogen's uh, take on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Very oh, soon. right, right. Yeah, so that's coming out very soon. And, you know, I guess speaking of coming out very soon, you might have mentioned here at the top here, Victor, but I, I just looked up to verify... Uh, this Spider-Verse 2, it's coming way sooner than yeah, I thought. Yeah, it's coming June 2nd. June so, 2nd, so yeah, not like, this Friday, but next, next Friday. Friday like, yeah. literally, like literally next Friday. Like I said, everything's coming out so quick. And not to mention, like, because we mentioned it so many times, but, I mean, guys, not only Spider-Man's coming out, but The Flash is coming out. Heck, even Blue Beetle's coming you mean out. Batman? Yes, Batman. Yes, Batman. Although they should have just named it Batman yeah, Flash. I, know, I don't they, even know how they called it The Flash. Yeah, they nobody cares. Yeah, no one cares. Yeah, nobody <laughs> cares about Ezra Miller. I'm sorry. We, we just don't care for me. <laughs> what, what else do you got for comic book highlights, Victor? Um, it's just going to be crazy because even uh, the, the Punisher, uh, speaking of well, the Punishers, me and Dale were talking about this uh, earlier in the show. Uh, they're, again, they're celebrating him uh, just because, like I said, there's just so much stuff happening in his universe. So, I mean, he's he's been going back and forth. And I know a lot of people didn't like the symbol that he was wearing, but you have to rem- uh, remember, he was hanging out with the Hand for a while. The Hand had recruited him. And if you don't know who the Hand is, they're very dangerous ninja clan in the 
Marvel Universe. They are very extremely dangerous, and they are run by a demon who is an underground. You won't see his face, but if you do, he's probably going to kill you. So they, they recruited him because they know that the Punisher is good at what he does, and they just line all these people up in a room, and they actually show you. He, the hand literally is very good at what they do. They have all the resources in the Marvel Universe. They took all the bad people that were in there. They put them in a warehouse, and they just let Punisher go ham on everyone. He just took a sword out, and there was just nothing but screams and agony and blood. And I'm like, that's his Punisher. It's very (laughs) mature stuff for uh, uncharacteristically of your average Marvel comic book. Yes, And, and I'll tell you this much, guys. Like, it's... It's really a crazy story. Like if you I'm read it, it, oh my yeah. gosh! Like and speaking of cliffhangers, like this is a cliffhanger you'll you wait like want to watch this one because it's nuts. Right. Any and, other major Marvel DC highlights there? Uh, DC has just been going crazy. Uh, it's James Gunn because uh, James Gunn is literally just. After his success with Guardians, he's just hammering out, like, he got the script for Superman, you know, um, and he's getting one for Supergirl as well. Uh, now no, you're jo- kidding. No, wow. literally. That's what, I thought this too. Out. Like, literally. I didn't think he was going to do it, but then, James no. James Gunn making Superman would be fantastic. That's, oh, yeah. That's, that's what I'm one, saying. Yeah. Like, literally. I was excited when he, he literally showed a picture with him in the script in his hand, and then he had the one for Supergirl, too, and I was like, get out of here. Like, Paul, I was like, get out of here. There's no way. But, no, he had the script right in his hand he was ready to go and then he has creature commandos coming next and then he has swamp thing and many others so i am on top super... of being like the oh. speaker like the figurehead the uh the representative of the new dc entertainment oh, yeah. universe movie cinematic universe whatever you want to call it oh gosh and he's gonna just rock this world guys because i can tell man like, stays busy i am brute uh, like yeah. literally he's if he does what he did <laughs> yeah, and he, he just wrapped up the whole promotional yeah, tour for like, guardians 3 yeah and he i can't believe like i said guys if you've seen suicide squad like he's He's going to do what he did in that. He's just going to give you pretty much what every comic book nerd like myself is going to want. Like comic book action and just okay. explosions and everything. So I do so have cool. a concern with this, though, because I uh, love his movies. Yes. But he injects a lot of humor yeah. into his movies. Yeah. And I don't think Superman is a place for that. So I'm wondering how that, he'll That is hell, a very good point. Yeah. Th- this one, I don't think he'll... And I know he loves humor a lot, if we can tell. Um, I don't... I think he'll add, like good-natured humor, at least. He won't add, like, the dirty humor just because it's Superman. You don't think it'll be so over so no, overloaded with it, like no, it, the Suicide it, Squad no, or Guardians? And, 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 I can, and I trust in James Gunn because I know that he is not going to he's not going to trample like so be respectful to the the property because superman is not he and and you got to remember you guys superman is he's not over the top he's your classic straight arrow boy scout kind of guy he stands for truth justice in the american way that's who he is and he jokes here and there but it's more like dry humor yeah yeah and he's he's that kind of guy and i know james gunn can do that sort of humor as well and you can tell (laughs) as he did with nebula and with drax like they have dry humor as well so oh, yeah. I, I know he can yeah do he this. he's great at the dry humor and just the easy one-liner jokes of singers oh, yeah. and everything in between yes uh, victor we need to move on yes any real quick any other last minute tidbits the, from the, yes the last one i will tell you guys because i'm super excited about this because one of my favorite stories of all time literally in dc the greatest story that alex ross my boy great artist ever did was 
Kingdom Come, and that's coming out next year. Like next movie, year, TV next show? year, it's a movie, nice. and I'm I'm super excited because this is where you guys, and this is a quick little synopsis for you guys. Now, New, Kingdom Come, literally, if you've not read the story, this is where literally all the original superheroes, that Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, they have all since retired, and Batman's just not very happy about you know everything that the new superheroes are doing. He said, "Why don't you just let them kill themselves? Because they're just going to ruin the world, and if I have to step in, I'm going to come in with." super hard force and superman just is really he's living his farm life and you can see him he's got a ponytail he's carrying a tractor with his overalls but then he's like all right you know it's my time to be a father figure now so all you just see is him carrying these new superheroes and it's like really guys do you have to do this i can lift you guys like nothing and so he goes no to threat. The, like literally he goes to the like the Senate and tells them, you guys need to knock it off. Like we're supposed to be the heroes, but these new heroes are taking it way too far. And once it ensues, like I said, it's just a battle Royale old versus new. And everyone's just going at it. Shazam takes on Superman. Batman takes on the new heroes. Wonder Woman smacks the crap out of everyone that comes. It's so sounds like an ultimate crossover. right there. It's such a good comic, like literally and shout time event. Shout out to Alex Ross because I love him. I love his art style. He's well credited. Well earned so many awards. Oh, I love him. Uh, Do me a favor. Bring me some. If you can get me, um, I'll I'll pay you for him. But if if you can bring me some like of these comic books that you think are really good. Oh yeah, I actually. And speaking of which, I do have uh, I do have comic books for you. Actually, Uh, it's for you and your son, so that way you guys can actually just hammer it out. Because I was looking through a bunch of mine. I was like, I know there's a lot ones he can read, and that they're not like scary or frightening. That they're just fun to read. So there you go. Victor's got the hookup. And I guess uh, speaking of got the hookup, we, for your hookup for shoes, we want to give a shout out to our next uh, sponsor, our friends at Churchill Shoes. And they are located in the Grand Cities Mall now. Churchill Shoes has moved. One of the largest SAS dealers in the upper Midwest is now in the Grand Cities Mall and ready to find you a pair of shoes that you will love. At Churchill Shoes, they measure both feet to make sure you're getting the proper fit. They carry men's and women's styles and offer free special orders when shoes aren't in stock and free in-town delivery. Churchill Shoes has operated in Grand Forks for over 65 years and over 75 years of shoe fitting experience on their staff and can cater to all of your footwear needs. Open Monday through Friday from 9 to 5 and Saturday from 9 to 3. Call 701-772-8256 or online at churchillshoesnd.com. Next time you're in need of footwear, give us a try. Your feet will be glad you did. Churchill Shoes in the Grand Cities Mall. So, fun fun little fact on that. Oh, Oh, here we go. Fun little fact on that. So, the SAS dealer. Mm. So, SAS. Mm. I found out that that stands for San Antonio Shoes because they're all made oh. in America. Oh, no way. Yeah, we're, I think we were talking with one of the other hosts earlier this week and just one of those, oh, wow, really? <laughs> yeah. Ah. yeah, so at the SAS is San Antonio Shoes. Hmm. There we go. Yep. Support, a nice way to help support them. Local country-made shoes in, yeah, Grand Cities Mall. You can find them. Churchill plus, Shoes. Plus, that's probably, like, the greatest logo ever because it, it, it just, like, clicks, you know? It just has that certain ring to it. No, GFBS is better. <laughs> and, <laughs> yes. Yes. You're not, you're not wrong there. You're, you're not wrong there, Paul. <laughs> GFBS trumps all. But. I want to I get a hold of that guy that was born in town here and get him on the show. 
Oh yeah, yeah. I'm sure that, he that would. Alan Richson. Yeah, I'm sure he would. He's he's pretty he's pretty nice Alan guy. Richardson, if you're watching, shoot us a line. Local yeah, I'm, sure, I'm, sure yeah, right. <laughs> I'm sure he's watching right now. Yeah. Hey. Hi, Alan. 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 <laughs> hey, Alan. <laughs> if you're there, if anyone knows him, shoot him this. Shoot him this. Here. All right. All right. So we need to move on here. So and also a quick reminder: we are still doing those giveaways. So if you want River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill dinner and the movie passes, uh, go to gfbestsource.com. Hit the contact. Contact us, link on the top of the website, fill out your information, say I want dinner and a movie, and it'll be randomly chosen to win by the end of the show. And same to those Midsummer Gun Country Music Fest tickets uh, for those three-day passes worth $300. Same thing, go to gfbestsource.com, hit the contact us, link on the top of the website, fill out the form, and just put I want those tickets, and we'll pick a winner at the end of the show. All right, next up here... uh, Victor, we're going to throw it back to you. Your action figure showcase. I see you got a couple figures for yeah. it for you. I'm uh, working on getting you a little theme song, a little animation <laughs> for it in the next couple of weeks here. You're going to get a, <laughs> we're going to go all out, give you a nice little introduction for the segment here. I do appreciate it because, guys, I got to tell you, action figures, man, just I've had them for so many years, and, man, just collecting them is a very tireless one, but it's such a worth it, like, just venture. I mean, I can cannot tell you the ventures I've been on, and I've found some of the coolest ones this one literally was my favorite one that i saw and i i just saw it randomly i'm like you know what this iron man i haven't had this suit so i'm like let's get this guy Looks like a traditional avengers era original avengers era yeah, this was literally so um his original suit um and the ones that you saw in the comics so this was literally he saw he conquered the original one with it's all silver and he's just coming at like the enemies like nobody's business so that one got destroyed and so he he, of course, had to make another one, and this was when uh, this was the suit that he wore um, when he took on the Dollmaker. Um, and the Dollmaker, if you don't know who he is, he's a v- villain of Iron Man's. He literally makes uh, these backup suits. Yeah, well, not only that, but he makes these dolls, and they're like voodoo dolls, kind of. And he resembles them just like you. If he resembled me or Dale, he could pretty much control us and do whatever he wants. And it's poke real- and pry at us, exactly. And so he did one of Iron Man, and he made him do evil things. But of course, so that's modeled after the voodoo doll. Yes. And it's really cool because, you know, this actually, but this is also another one because he, um, Tony had sadly, like, as always, he sacrificed his life. So this is one of his suits that he had created. Um, and there's an AI head when he takes off the helmet. There's an AI uh, face of his head, of course. And he controls it from the suit beyond the grave, as he normally did. Because he's had suits like the extremist suit. It just comes right at him at will. Um, there's another suit, uh, his Thor basher suit, that literally sacrificed its own life to save Tony. Like, Tony was having a heart attack. He literally, the suit just ripped out his own heart and just like, Tony, here, I I literally will give this to you so you can live. So you didn't see that every suit that Iron Man has built from sea to land to air to space to wherever, he literally has every suit at his command. So all the suits you see in Iron Man 3, which I was really, really excited for, he just like called them all out and it was so freaking cool. A ton of callbacks. Yeah, that movie did it. Yeah, it's all coming back to me now, the big showcase with all the Iron Man suits in the big final battle. So is that, uh, what what, did that just release uh, for manufacturer um this was released about i want to say oh i want to say in early 2012 don't quote me just because i know so that about a decade or so back well because well, they had done this suit already they had so they had released it i want to say three more times they did it for mezco they did it for marvel of course 
they did it for Marvel Select, and I know they did it uh, many years ago, especially for Toy Biz. Uh, and the Toy Biz ones I heard were better, and this one is just as better as the other ones because Marvel Legends. They had there are two Marvel Legends out there, ladies and gentlemen. There's one where Toy Biz owns one, and then there is one that just owned by Marvel, and I don't know why they made two, but okay. Victor, it's awesome how you retain this information, man. Like I said, <laughs> I'm jealous. I, not like I said, man. It's so crazy because they make so many companies, and it's so hard to get all these. So guys. many umbrella ones. Like literally, these guys are so hard to get, but they're so worth it. And it, um, these ones are the cheaper ones. Um, and then of course I gotta bring in my boy Wolverine, also known as Logan. And I want that one. Superhero. Literally, he's it, th- now this one I literally customized. So I didn't like the claws. Oh, that's a custom. Yeah, I really did, well done. I didn't like the claws on the the one I had because it was so floppy. But then I took one. Um, so the figure I made for Dale, which was original old man Logan, I took the claws off that one and then brought them onto these ones, and they look so much better and so more sharper, and they are very pointy, so be careful. And literally, they just made my Logan more gritty and violent as he is always now of alternate course, use as a fork oh yeah and literally he just he just dominates with these claws and i love it i have never had a wolverine in probably in the past i want to say 15 and i say 15 because literally when i was 15 years old i had had a wolverine it got destroyed um by a explosion that happened um and i literally oh, no. and i tried to find one for years and then when i found uh of course my old man logan one it took many years to find it but then of course dale uh surprised me with something so special and i still love it to this very day i always will um and so i was like i gotta come i gotta come back at my boy with the punisher and it just it did really good Good, man i literally never thought like i could do it because i thought well he's too short i wanted to make him a little taller but i was like this works perfectly they both have the same hairline they both have the same build so i thought you know let's make this happen so, and it's Wol- a- wolverine has always been a favorite of mine same but somebody put something up and i hate whoever pointed this out because mm. it drives me absolutely nuts but when you look at mm. wolverine's face it mm. looks like two batmans kissing oh gosh, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah ever, i remember that yeah when they did that stupid crowd they did no it, it does it, it, like, it even on this even on this it's gonna look like it probably i don't <laughs> paul's giving it the uh, full <laughs> examination here yeah Ver- yep. survey says yep Two, two Batmans kissing. Oh, there you go. <laughs> but, Victor, love the action figures you bring each and every week, man. Really, really good stuff. And uh, we're going to switch it up here, give a preview for the next uh, movies and streaming releases coming out this week. So a couple to point out here, a few streaming here, coming up on HBO, HBO Max, for at least the last couple weeks it's known as HBO Max, is Love to Love You, Donna Summer, also on traditional HBO on linear TV. It's a documentary about the hit 70s musician Donna Summer, featuring interviews, footage, and photos that break down Summer's career, her influence, and personal life. Uh, I saw this. I wanted to see this leading up to this, but I just couldn't make the time. I might have a review for it in two weeks out here when we're back. Uh, White Men Can't Jump, a remake of the early 90s Wesley Snipes, Woody Harrelson classic, streaming uh, on Hulu. So I, I saw that, too, and I... I'm, you know, I'm a fan of the the movie, but mm. you know, if you're going by uh, today's standards yeah. of this political correctness, yeah, what it kind of pisses me off that they can get away with this title. I mean, yeah. I, why? You know, what if I came out with a movie that said black men can't read? If you did that, they would probably be like coming at your door with pitchforks and like literally, oh shit, oh shit, kill him. <laughs> so, so I, I, I think it's. 
in a way, kind of a, a racist title. Well, that well, doesn't bother me. I don't give a shit. I mean, I, I like the movies, so well, yeah, I love it, the original. But, yeah, but the if original? we're just going to go into like. Oh, political correctness yeah. everywhere we go. Yeah, like, it, that doesn't that doesn't qualify. Come on now. Yeah, the, the, when this movie was made back in the day, and and you have to remember, everyone, uh, of course, Woody Harrelson and Wesley Snipes, they were the best of friends, literally. And not only that, but fun fact, um, Wesley Snipes, uh, when he was doing his little tax fund, literally in the movie Zombie Land Two, um, uh, Double Tap, uh, there was a scene in the movie where literally he uh, inaugurated when he was president of the United States because. It was empty because of the zombie apocalypse. He uh, pretty much, uh, you know, let Wesley Snipes go. Like, literally, there's a forum right there, and he impeached him a little bit. Uh, he didn't fire, or I shouldn't say he impeached him. Excuse me. He excused him for his tax fraud. And literally, it's in the movie where I, I looked at my oh, friend. Oh, like he, a uh, little yeah. shout out to Wesley. Wow, yeah. hey, there like, you go. Literally, and he's like, he's good. <laughs> he's good. Get him out of here. Nice little <laughs> shout out to the best what? line in that movie, and I've used it for years. Mm-hmm. You think it's easy looking this good? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot of hard work looking this good. <laughs> no, no, no. It actually gets a plus. I, I, but see, I, and I love that movie just because, I mean, there was, and they were young, at, and they were so young. Like you, Woody Harrelson, Wesley Snipes. Oh, yeah. They're I in mean, their prime. Heck, yeah. even uh, Rosie Perez. I mean, they were all at the top of their careers at but, that time. So, yeah. But yeah, it's, yeah, the original is a great movie. Yeah, this, this new one stars... Uh, uh, Jack Harlow as as Woody uh, Woody Harrelson's character, and then uh, the power actor Cinqua Walls. Uh, am I saying that right, Victor? Yep, Cinqua, you're saying Cinqua right. Walls is playing Wesley Snipes' character, uh, his original act portrayal. And also co-stars Tiana Taylor, Laura Harrier, and Lance Reddick, who shot the film prior to his death earlier this year. Mm. So one of his final performances. In theaters this Friday, we have About My Father, where we have uh, Sebastian Maniscalco playing, well, character named Sebastian, encouraged by his fiance, played by Leslie Bibb, to bring his immigrant hairdresser father, Salvo, played by Robert De Niro, to a weekend get-together with a super rich and exceedingly eccentric family, and hilarious culture clash ensues. Also hitting this Friday is... Ken Kandahar, uh, Gerard, Gerard, Gerard Butler portrays an undercover CIA operative who is stuck deep in hostile territory in Afghanistan, and after his mission is exposed, he must fight his way out alongside his Afghan translator to an extraction point in Kandahar. And finally, in theaters this Friday, we have The Machine, where Bert Kreischer plays a comedian who had a stand-up joke about a joke from his days in college on a trip to Russia gone bad, that the Russian mob takes personally, and all these years later, all these years later, the mob kidnaps him and his dad for payback. So that's what's hitting theaters this Friday. Got pick of the week out of all those, or anything else hitting this I, week? I do want to see the machine, um, just because I, I there's a lot. There's a guy actually in there, um, and I don't. It's a blink and you'll miss it. There's actually a dude. He's 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 not Russian, but I, actually no, he is Russian. He's you really can't miss him. He's very extremely tall. He is bald. He has got tattoos from his head all the way down to his body, and he he was in. I no, he wasn't in Sons of Anarchy, but he was it, one. Of, he looked like the dude from Sons of Anarchy. He was. He's actually a. He's actually a fighter, um, and he's super. 
intimidating if you can't if you can't tell because I mean you can um, and I'm I'm really excited for that one I'm really excited for Gerard Butler's uh, movie just because I yeah. know in the set there was a one that he had done now this is yeah that, a, that does sound pretty good I saw the trailer yeah, for it now this isn't now this isn't a sequel I, I at least hope that they were going to do a sequel to Plane because that was really really good um, one of the characters in there they had kind of disappeared like really they had disappeared into the jungle after they you know had done their thing and uh, you never see him again and so I thought they were going to do a story to him because he was a really interesting character and i forget them he's a really good actor he played luke cage in uh of course the title name um so i wanted to see if they were going to do that but i guess they're going to wait a little while on that um about the father i do want to see that just because i know robert de niro has to slow down after all his method acting gotcha. yeah he's got to be getting up there in years yeah and he has to slow down now he can't do what he used to do but i i just think it's funny how he is a part of all his family friendly movies because his wife probably tells him you gotta slow down yeah man. And, uh, yeah kind of switching it around completely from his uh early yeah, days yeah because yeah. he was extre- like you gotta remember he dominated the 70s and the 80s and a little bit more of the 90s because it was the year of de niro and my gosh you guys robert de niro more like decade of de niro yeah yeah, like literally, he literally just—he's so insane, man. I love him. I, I guess I, my pick of the week—I'm I'm going with White Man Can't Jump. I just got to see how off or on they are for paying homage to the classic. So, so I—I'm I, looking forward to White Man Can't Jump, uh, yeah. just because I, I think it's going to be really entertaining. But I also think they're going to take a different route and yeah. show that white men can jump. Because if you've seen some of these guys that are in these dunking contests, yeah, a lot of them are white, and I, I have a feeling that they're gonna they're gonna throw a twist in there. Oh yeah, showing that. There's going to be a white man that can dunk yeah. like a mother. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, even the guy from, uh, of course, uh, Adam Sandler's movie, he is actu- and he's actually, yeah, he's actually a basketball player. Yep. And Timberwolves. Yeah, literally. And the, so you see him and he's like, oh, he's not a bad. No, like literally he plays for an actual legit team. He's actually a good actor yeah. in that movie. Yeah. yeah. And he's very, very, very good at what he does, as you can tell. The man can dunk like balls at nobody's business. And there's a lot. Heck, it not only started... With, of course, we all know uh, the most widest player in the NBA, of course. Uh, what, was, what was his name? Uh, <laughs> I can give you a bunch the, of examples, yeah, but I don't but, know uh, which but, one you're thinking uh, of. The Larry one, Bird. The, Larry Bird, there we go. He had started off with him because he was literally, he. everyone thought, oh, what is this square, you know, looking like. Country boy. Yeah, literally. But boy, man, when I saw him play with my, I remember sitting down with my dad and seeing this dude play. This dude got hops. This dude knew how to handle the rock. You pass it to him, boy, he he was gone, and everyone was like, "Dang, dude, this guy got it." Yeah. He, he they, cool. That that Kandahar. I like Gerard Butler, but lately his movies have been kind of. He's just been picking up too many low budget Seems ones. Like, I yeah, think easy and, cash grabs. Yeah. yeah, and you know another Afghanistan movie, For another I mean, Middle I, Eastern I, war I, movie. I, I'm going to watch it because I think it'll probably be good, but mm. it's like, come on. That's what I think, like, too. Yeah. It's like, it seems like a safe bet, but yeah, these are, you know, they're comfort food movies almost, you know, like yeah. your your stereotypical action movie. You that's know? just what you and watch it, when you're waiting for the next movie that you yeah. want to watch to come out. Well, and I think it's also because he's, with Hollywood, it's so hard because with with action, especially because... Of course, Vin Diesel and his movies have been taken over like nonstop. They spent a billion dollars literally on these movies. And it's kind of hard to do another action movie after another because, you know, this one's already dominating this one. And that's what they did for Vietnam movies. They dominated this Vietnam movie. So it's kind of hard to do, you know, back to back movies, like Paul said, in the same location that we just did this in. And then we had another Afghanistan movie after another one. And it's like, well, how many ones are we going to do in Afghanistan? How much are we going to spend on? 
on this one. So, so they switch what, it up to Iraq movies. Yeah, so exactly. Yeah. Iraq what, movies next. <laughs> what I would like to see is because well, they keep like erasing history, and obviously, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're appealing to Gen Z years now, yeah. and they all know about the Afghan War. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's in the past what, now, but what very little but, they know. I should say, but they should be making more movies about like Vietnam, yeah, and the Korean War, and you know, all these other ones. So. The you know these kids can get at least a little bit of history. I want to say I would, we, we get some occasional ones here and there, but you, it's not like do. not as the common Viet, as the a Vietnam War. You, you don't do. see any yeah, movies yeah, about you, that one. You, you, you in recent you, years, there's a you, ton from the past. There, there's a ton for yeah. There's a ton from the past, but those those movies like if you look at like. Full Metal Jacket or Apocalypse Now. Those movies were actually, like Paul said, those movies were not about Vietnam. Those were movies. Like, I will say, because they were. They were not movies about Vietnam. They were Vietnam. They went well, over there I'll, I'll and they saw those. I'll give props to, uh, I mean, it's a documentary, but the Ken Burns Vietnam War documentary from about the, four or yeah, five years ago. I that that was yeah. amazing. I, the I guy does his that. research. You, very well send, done. Send me the link to that. I, yeah. I, yeah, I can borrow you the DVD if you want. Yeah. And I'm yeah, sure. I mean, my dad fought in the Vietnam War. I think it made me I know they were on Netflix. My brother. My dad. Yeah. No, my grandfather and his brother fought in the Vietnam War. It may be on Netflix. Place. I know all the Ken Burns stuff was on Netflix for the longest time, or, or, or it may still be. You know? Hell, even Forrest Gump, like they were doing the Vietnam War, like, and well, that was such a prominent war, guys. Like, wow. It, yeah, I suppose you do. Yeah, Forrest Gump. That, but I mean, that's not so much. But that was like it almost was, thirty it years old. Yeah, but it's, it's also more about Forrest Gump than it, it is about no, Vietnam. That's just it, like it, a small but, chapter. But my point that is movie. that they make yeah. movies about World War One, yeah. World War Two. You know, Afghanistan, mm. but you don't see very many movies about like the Korean it's, War, the, mm. you know, like, like all these other little wars mm. that happened. I mean, I, I'm I sure somebody's going to come up with one for the Ukraine war yeah, pretty soon. Well, I can give examples from the past Korean War. I mean, MASH was Korean War, yeah. but that's way old, old, old. And, those were, and those were more comedy, yeah. but they, they did take darker turns yeah. as the series And then Vietnam War, you mean, original Rambo, uh, uh, I'm forgetting, blanking the alternate, the original name for First Blood. That was yeah. pretty much like a post uh, PS, uh, PTSD for uh, yeah. Vietnam War. And then like there's a ton of uh, Platoon Vietnam yeah, Platoon, War. Yeah, yeah. Uh, every Oliver Stone movie, which was a lot about Vietnam, because he himself, if you all did not know, my boy Oliver Stone, he was a Vietnam veteran himself. Before he became a filmmaker, he was a Vietnam veteran. He was also a teacher in Vietnam. So when he came back to the States, he didn't know really where his footing was so he's like i'll just make a movie about it and it won an oscar so yeah who's the host of uh wheel of fortune say jack pat say jack pat say jack yeah i think he was a vietnam vet too Mm, he was yeah yeah Yeah. it was was either vietnam or korean Korean war uh, if people have good recommendations leave in the comments or questions or or email local at gfbestsource.com and we'll we'll get some shout outs we'll do some research even arlie even arlie hermy the great lee uh uh, late i should say arlie hermy he was a vietnam veteran as well you, you know what i do have to kind of retract my my statement a little bit ago because there are some movies that are coming like you had Midway yeah, yeah. you had um what was the one well, I with? think Midway was World War Two yeah but that yeah that was when, during Pearl but, but, uh, but that was like the the Japanese front where you don't really hear that much about for World War Two usually you hear the European front yeah that but, was when they bombed but yeah, all the, the but the thing that uh, is I mean I don't know how you'd really do it but all these movies they they do these ones that are coming out, they mm. will focus on some of these smaller mm. wars, but they'll focus on like a main character that yeah. was like a pilot or something in it. Yeah. Not an overall view yeah. of what the actual war was. Yeah. And so I'd like to see more movies come out that kind of give you a encompass the whole thing, encompass yeah. the whole thing, not just following one soldier yeah. through, through the war. Well, and it's weird because 
that Vietnam War documentary yeah. definitely well, encompasses it all. It's, well, it's like well, a dozen hours, but it, well, it does a good job. Well, it's, well, it's weird because uh, you know, and when, when you do like Paul's, like Paul said, and he's right there, you do follow one soldier throughout the entire war because uh, my grandfather, mind you, he was also in Vietnam, and so was my uncle as well. They were pilots, and pilots were they were just there to fix planes. Now, when the action was happening, it happened immediately. They both got separated, and. Um, you know, my uncle couldn't find my my grandfather, and he was stuck in the jungle for, like, hours. Nobody could find him. And I want to say he was trapped there for two days. He could probably tell you better than I, but he was trapped there for two days. He literally said it was a nightmare just to be there. You don't know what was coming out at you. You literally had to be, like, yeah. on your toes every single moment of every day. Yeah. So, I mean, Gosh, he got yeah. attacked, so, so he was yeah, ready to go. all kinds so, of testimonials, yeah. yeah. So this is what I like to see, and I, mean, I, I know we're kind of getting... I was going to say... Don't worry, I'm going to wrap this up real quick. I'm sorry, that's my bad. But so, like, my grandpa, he was in Nagasaki after they dropped the... Uh, atomic bomb. Yeah. So he was over there after trying to clean up all that mess. Mm. My father was in Vietnam, mm. and because of uh, his time in Vietnam, he has no hair on his calves mm. because of the boots. Oh yeah. You know, and so mm. these little things like that that they don't talk about. You know, these guys that are out there in the jungle yeah. for months on end. I mean, and their boots are wet and all this kind of stuff, yeah. and they their feet are so raw that it actually wears the hair off of your your feet for the rest of your life. Yeah. And then my dad also volunteered to go to Afghan Afghanistan uh, when they took down Saddam Hussein. Mm. He was the first civilian contractor to go over there to help get up lights and electricity mm. and everything. Very big and, deal, guys. Yeah, and I'm sorry, not to be correctionist, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing you mean uh, Iraq, not Af Afghanistan, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, Iraq. Sorry. Um, yeah, what was it, Desert Storm? Um, well, I think in 2000, early, to, or you're talking about the first desert storm in like early 90s? Or? Yes. Yeah, okay, yep. Yeah, and he, he actually did it. He actually went back a second time mm -hmm. as a civilian to, to help them out. Yeah. Now, where I was going with this is that you have all these movies, but there are all these things that, uh, that happen mm -hmm. that they don't really touch on. I mean, just the, I guess I kind of derailed, but um, I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out. No, uh, no, maybe, wait, maybe no, we, we get where you're coming I, from. I, I, had, I had a point to make, and oh shoot, sorry, <laughs> we're sorry, we're sorry. We got so off. We got we so were completely everything. on. A, yeah, so many we got so off there. of so many things. We're sorry, yeah, so many tangents. So yeah, it's just uh, you know you have all these movies and you talk about it's always just following like one soldier or whatever. But they you, they need to make these movies that talk about these different wars and like you know Rambo did a good oh. job of t talking about PTSD or whatever, but. Just more along the lines of what they all go through. Mm. Not not just one person. Yeah. Everybody yeah. goes through. So I don't know. I, I'll I'll think of it later. Maybe we could save it for a part two for next week. There. Yep. So yeah. there we go. But yeah, we need to move things along. We gotta give a shout out to our last sponsor, River Cinema Fifteen and the Shire Bar and Grill. You, you should make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're in the. River Mall in East Grand Forks. You can either dine inside the movie memorabilia <laughs> restaurant in the Shire or take your meal to the movie you're attending. Some of this week's featured attractions are Little Mermaid, Fast X, The Machine, and Hypnotic. Oh, actually uh, out. You can find the complete showtimes online at rivercinema15.com. Don't forget Tuesday specials, $5 movies all day long, and the 5.50 senior matinee special on Wednesdays and Thursdays. River Cinema has luxury recliners and expanded concessions, and now serve adult beverages, and it's family-owned and operated. 
operated by the same company that runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, you can look them up online at morefamilytheaters.com. All right. I, I, I remembered. Yeah, go for it. Okay. So what I was going to get at <clears throat> is that, so my gra- I was talking about my grandpa, I was talking about my dad, you know, and all these people that were in the war. Of course. Now, my uncle, who was my dad's youngest brother of mm. five, mm. him and his buddies mm. went up to Canada to avoid the draft. Oh, oh yeah. And yeah. so you don't see any of that kind of that stuff. That's actually yeah. covered in the Ken Burns documentary. Yeah. yeah. I, and I so, mean, you'd love to see that in a movie covered. Actually, yeah. no, they did that um, in The Deer Hunter, too. They it, did that in The Deer Hunter. And so they, they went up to Canada. They went into the sticks of the woods. They built a cabin by hand. A couple of them died, mm-hmm. you know, because they couldn't get food and all this stuff. But so, yeah, on the one hand, you have, like, my grandpa that served in World War II after they dropped an atomic bomb. You mm-hmm. have my dad that's you know, was in Vietnam. He's volunteered in Afghanistan, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. And then you also have his brother, mm-hmm. who was a draft dodger. Mm-hmm. So all of that all, stuff. Yeah, three yeah. different arcs. <laughs> yeah, so, I'd, I mean, you know, in, encapsulating all that into a movie would be fantastic mm-hmm. as opposed to just following one guy around yeah. in every movie. I mean, I understand why they have to do it because you only have one camera. I mean, it's, it takes a lot more work, but... I, know, I mean, I, they did I, a I, little I, bit in the... And they did a little bit in The Deer Hunter like that, except for it was... Multiple little, stories. Yeah, it was multiple stories. And when they came back, that was kind of... They, dra- they actually... One guy had tried to get out of it, and then the other ones forced him into it because they knew he was going to quit. So that's why they did that. And I guess another good example, you know, a band of brothers on HBO, even though that's yes. World War II, it's not Vietnam or Korea, but like that's many different arcs, many different yeah. episodes, 10 episodes. It bounces around from a bunch of different perspectives in World War II. Yeah. But, uh, but, uh, well, Wind things down here with some GFBS plugs to check out some other GFBS shows from earlier this week. Uh, now, Paul referenced it a little earlier, the Wednesday GFBS interview with Carrie Sue Hendrickson of Intimidator Polish. And you were talking about born and raised Grand Forks success. Uh, her family started the Intimidator Pro Polish business, uh, very successful, and it grew and expanded out of Grand Forks into regional and nationwide success. You can find all about their story on yesterday's GFBS interview. On Fridays, Icky Ichabod's Weird Cinema, Icky yeah. and the Wizard of Weird will be at it once again, talking about the happy, I think it's the Happy Time Murders is their show this, this weekend. Or it may have been last week, but I want to say Happy Time Murders is this Friday. So yeah, you, shout, can, you can check it out. Shout, on. shout out to Brian Henson, and of course, shout out to Icky. Yeah, because we, we love him. I love him. <laughs> yeah, Icky, match out. We'll have to get him on here again soon. But uh, we'll get things down to our last segment of the show. We'll probably since we're going along, we'll probably have to do a rapid fire version of this. Uh, quick takes, uh, just what we've been watching this past week, or whatever you guys want to talk about. Got, got going on this weekend, Memorial Day weekend. Uh, I'll make mine real quick here. Uh, I'll just start it off. Uh, still keeping up with the latest views and butthead. I'll just say there's one, uh, you know, they have a they have a laugh at it where the school counselor admits them into a mental health care facility. Huh. And, yeah, you can just imagine where things spiral from there. Uh, and then I did see the Million Little Things had their series finale. Mm. And, oh, it's a gut-wrencher. Very, mm. very powerful stuff. They even have a little content warning, like, hey, this is, this is going to have some deep stuff, guys. Mm. <laughs> that wasn't their exact wording, but that more or less is what it, what, what it was. And... Uh, yeah, that you know, that whole show, the whole theme has been about uh, overcoming, finding friends to overcome personal struggles and just personal demons. And they made sure to go through these last several episodes where they actually titled the episode. And the name of the show is Million Little Things. Oh, okay. The name of the final episode is One 
big thing. So okay. I really dug the title on there. I don't want to spoil it at all. And uh, but yeah, very very. It's uh, it got a little dusty. It's a very good heartwarming series finale. Check hmm. it check it out. I, I watched it on Hulu or originally aired on ABC. So. Uh, Paul, I'll throw it to you. I know you've been catching up on some, for quick takes here, I know you've been catching up on some movies that, you know, I know Victor and I already talked about the last couple of months here, but you've, you've caught a, you've been on the movie binge the last week. Yeah, uh, you know, because I don't get uh, the opportunity to catch these in the theaters like you guys do. Cause you I make got, it there every once in a while. I some, see you yeah, every, sometimes, yeah. but, you know, I got you know, three kids and, you know, a wife that doesn't like the same kind of movies that I like. Fair. Um but yeah, so Dungeons and Dragons that came out, I think, on Paramount. Yep. Um, it was okay. I was. It started. It took me a few times to finish it, mm. and it started out really good. But then I thought uh, by the time it was over, I was just kind of like, yeah. I, I thought I got a message from you saying the back half was at least it kind of redeemed itself a little bit, or maybe not. I'm trying to remember now because I think it was a couple of weeks ago that I watched it, and I'm trying to remember even what the ending was. But they, they yeah. had that big labyrinth maze they're going through. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. That, yeah, that's right. That, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Was- I mean, it, it was an entertaining movie. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't give it, you know, I'd give it like a seven. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's yeah, so good. I mean, I'd watch it. it. You know, and it's free on Paramount now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Sixty-five million years. Finally, got I, I got tired of waiting for this thing to come out on the streaming service, mm. and I saw that it was for rent mm. for six bucks, seven bucks, whatever it was. So I finally just bit the bullet and mm. rented, rented it, and I gotta tell you, sucked. Really? It's, I was looking so forward to mm. it. I mean, I was like holding off and holding off, and mm. I, I I wanted to watch it in like high definition mm. and everything. No, it was just it was just a boring movie. Dinosaurs didn't yeah. cut it. No. It, 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 I thought I was, I was looking so forward to it, and I just thought it was just mm. boring. I mean, I even the end Victor, scene was... I know you reviewed it. I think you were a little higher on it, right? I did. I was a little higher on it just because of the survivalness that they were doing about it. Because it was just him and this girl, and that's all you see. I mean, you see him and his wife, sure, but it was really just him and this girl who were already like doing their own little mission. They crash land on this planet... And then, of course, he found all these people. Now, mind you, most of the people were not really alive. And you'll see it even in the previews because most of them were even alive. No, um, it was because all of them were they, they were in the cryogenic chambers of yeah, this ship that yeah, crashed. So yeah, the girl is one of the ones that survived from the thing. Yeah. But I was thinking that it was going to have like a, a nice little twist to the end. Like, mm. this is why we're here on mm. Earth now. Mm. But no, they just left. Yeah. No. I'm like... It's not like 2001, everybody, where they just like, yeah, you throw the bone up, it cuts to the scene where they're on the space. Yeah, it, it's not like that at all. Yeah, it's so its own little thing. I, I was I was pretty disappointed with 65 million years. I was I was really looking forward to that one, and it, and it, it was a disappointment. I did like when they were in, of course, the, the scene where they were in um, the – Volcano. I wouldn't even say the volcano, but they're um, they were freak. What do they call it? They're like the hot springs there, but you cannot oh. touch them. They are very. There actually are places like that out there. Oh, yeah, Mount uh, uh, Yellowstone Park. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There are Yellowstone parks. Old faithful, but, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. But you cannot touch them. You cannot touch them. You can't go near them because they will burn your skin. Well, to a they blister. got acid in them. Yeah, and yeah. they're very bad. So do not touch them. But they're cool to look at, but don't touch them. Well, some of them you can actually swim in. Oh but, yeah, that's but, right. You but can, you, but they, you got to be careful. Um, there's also one in there's also one in Japan, but you have to go up in the mountains where the monkeys was, uh, are in the hot springs of them. So, um, so yeah, I, maybe I would have liked it more if I wasn't hyping myself up so so much for it. Mm. But then uh, I also got to uh, watch Big George Foreman. 
Which oh, okay. I had a lot of fun talking about yeah. that a couple weeks I back. Love that movie. Mm, I thought it yeah. was fantastic. Mm. The actor did a fantastic job. Yeah. And one of the things that I think is so great about it is that George Foreman is such a humble guy. He's yeah. like so nice. And I don't know if he has like a lisp or something, mm. but the guy portrayed him like perfectly towards yeah. the end of the movie. And yeah, he had his look down. Yeah. yeah I mean, it was, I think they did a great job of. Uh, covering the life of George Foreman in this mm. movie. Uh, you know, there's a lot to... There's a lot to cover. I think it was covered. like two hours and change, and I felt like they kind of had to like speed through some parts, but they kind of had to because there's so many pivotal yeah, parts of his life. A, and, there's and, a lot. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, when you talked about it when I was asking, you know, about the boxing and everything, this isn't like a Creed movie. No. There is some really good fighting scenes in yeah. there, but you realize that there is a lot more to George Foreman yeah. than just him boxer. being a boxer. Yeah. And it... And it's like, you know, it's like the gentle giant. Mm. I mean, the guy is like so nice and humble, yeah. but he can hit like oh, a truck. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> so it, I thought it was I thought that that was it was it was better than I was expecting it yeah. to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that, and that actor, I think that he's going to go places because he did a fantastic job. Yeah. And I and I like Paul. I love the fact that, yeah, they portrayed him not as this hulking monster because he's not that way at all. If you actually get to meet him, heck, if you see him in his commercials, he's just as nice as he yeah. can be. Um, he does have a little bit of a list and he did mention it. Um, it's because he got hit way too many times. I thought they did kind of have that hulking monster problem for a few years when he won the title the first time. Yeah. I, thought that, I thought that part they really yeah. captured. And I thought that the guy that played Muhammad Ali yeah. did a better yeah. job yeah. than Will Smith. Yeah, he was oh, really yeah. good. Seeing he those two a, relive he, the whole Rumble in the jum, Jungle build up again, that, yeah, that, that, that felt special. Yeah. I've never, I don't know if I've ever seen that actor before, but he nailed Muhammad Ali. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was awesome. Yeah, when it I came love to that, show, <laughs> Yeah, when it came to that part of the movie, I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. They got they have to cover Ali Foreman. That yeah. was a big deal. And yeah. just reliving that, you could tell it felt special. It's yep. still one of the greatest fights ever. I mean, there's a lot of fights in boxing. I've seen the fight. Oh my gosh. It lasted so much, man. And everybody and their moms were there. It was so cool. Just to relive it. Paul, any other quick takes? Nope. Victor. Um, the, the funny thing, and I had to actually uh, go back on what Paul was saying, actually, there was actually, and I remember, um, that they did this Francis Ford Coppola, because um, I wanted to actually talk about this, but I didn't have a chance to. They were celebrating. It was the 20th anniversary of Apocalypse Now. That was one of literally one of my favorite war movies, uh, literally, um, just because I loved that movie so much. The the painstaking thing they had to do just to because I wanted to celebrate it on the show because I love that movie so much. The the painstaking things they had to go through to make that movie. Um, as Francis Ford Coppola, which is still one of my favorite filmmakers, literally, he literally was doing a new wave of cinema at that time and he did it so big they went to vietnam they they had so much problems there but man it was so worth it for the insanity of it all marlon brando was overweight they had to cover him in shadow because he wasn't gonna budge and he's just that kind of method actor um he was arguing with him back and forth they buried him uh they had literally slaughtered animals there uh, because that's what they did in on they like literally they cut them up and they weren't shy about showing violence 
violence and on that um the the tribesmen you'll see they were real actual tribesmen uh and they all lived in this uh of course uh, this kind of shrine that they were uh filming it in um they also had like they were on drugs 99 percent of the time there so it was that's, just that's still my bucket list to see because uh isn't it's not, that's a longer film too right it, if you watch the uh the redux version if you watch the redux version that's the longer version if you watch the original version it is very very short and there's lots to be cut which out. one do you recommend i recommend both because i i love but i want to say i recommend the redux version because you'll get a lot more complete story oh yeah and you'll get a lot more scenes that you did not see in there and my gosh like the when they go down you'll see it and it's even in the preview they go down this river and uh, Martin Sheen, great actor that he is, he actually had a heart attack during this whole movie um, because of the heat and the stress that they put this man through. And he even said, I don't think I'm going to get through this. Even Francis Ford Coppola, you'll see, he put a gun to his head and said, I'm going to literally kill myself because this movie is literally draining it out of me. And this was based on the book Heart of Darkness where they literally went over. And like I said, this was not filmed on a set, ladies and gentlemen. This was actually filmed in Vietnam. They went over there. They set up everything. Everything got destroyed. They had to rebuild everything and their drugs and diseases and everything. And like Paul said, and I said as well with my grandfather and his grandfather, it just goes ham. This is why I said it's not about Vietnam. This is Vietnam. So I want to celebrate that for that. And also the other quick take I want to say um, for this is, like I said, I'm super excited. And I also can't uh, because I didn't get to actually say this on the show that time or this time um but um but i get to say it now i really cannot thank uh dale and paul enough for having me on uh this show for so long um you know the first like i said the first time i met these two wonderful wonderful men right here um we were doing it for firestarter so many so many years ago at this point live on location yeah and it was so crazy because literally like i never expected just like to be on this kind of journey and man it was it was a crazy journey to be on and i yeah. can't thank them enough for being on this wild ride with them and well, like man. i said it's just so cool to get thanks to, for bringing it yeah. every week man your yeah. passion knows no bounds and you got so many huge facts that you bring in the show each well, and every week we should be thanking you because somebody <laughs> somebody's somebody's bringing the information yeah <laughs> I like I, I know a decent amount from over the years from my movie going days and, and certainly paul does too but uh yeah you you are like Two times four or six of us. <laughs> what's a really good mesh here is that. So I know a crap ton about movies. I've Same. seen so many movies, yeah. but Same. I couldn't tell you an actor's name, a director's name, or anything like that. Yeah. Where that's where you have all that stuff. <laughs> that's where Victor I, comes I just, in. Yeah, Thank I just guys. know the movies. Same. I never pay attention to the actual cast or characters, like or you know producers mm. or anything like that. So yeah, I'm kind of like in between. I, I I know some. I try and pay attention to it. I pick up some. I retain some. Mm. I retain all. Retain all. But you retain that all picture perfectly, and you can always pull out a random quote or fact. So Victor, we always appreciate everything you bring each and every week. And it's been about a year. I think I said it last week. You've the, been with us for about a year now. Yeah, so, and I, I yeah. still can't. I still can't believe that i literally i didn't think it was a year guys like literally i just thought man i mean just another so another day I'm in the office old. so i mean like it was so crazy so i mean another year man that's so crazy all right well victor many thanks again that's been awesome thank we, you guys unless anyone has anything else we're going to wind things down here uh and a reminder our, our new schedule every other thursday at one o'clock is when we'll be airing live and that's when you want to make sure to tune in 
to uh, to win passes here. Uh, no giveaways, it looks like, this week, but maybe tune into future GFBS shows for a chance to win dinner and movie passes to River Cinema and the, and the Shire Bar and Grill, and also to the Midsummer Gone Country Music Fest. Yes. So tune in live. That's when you want to do it every other Thursday at 1 for giveaways. Or you can always catch us live or c- catch us on demand anytime, anywhere. Just search GFB- GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media app to listen to your favorite GFBS show anytime, anywhere, including big screens and TV streams. And with that, give many thanks again to our sponsors at the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Bar and Grill, Oh for Heaven's Cakes and Churchill Shoes. Welcome you to join us live again every other Thursday, 1 o'clock. Find past episodes. Just search GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media apps. Also, help support GFBS. Link. Help support GFBS. Go to the GFBSSource.com website. Hit that donate link on top to help support GFBS. <gasps> Many thanks for having me as part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Thank you, guys. Always appreciate it. And remember, just because we're changing times does not mean we're not going to not bring every energy every time to every different show. Whether Wednesday or Thursday, we'll bring the energy to you guys because we know you love it. Absolutely. Couldn't have said better myself. And many thanks to Series of Tubes, producer Paul. Yeah. Yeah, we'll give him the applause, that empty chair. Yeah. All right. We'll see you all next week. Or excuse me, every other week, two Thursdays from now at 1 o'clock. We'll see you then. Goodbye. Mm.